Run, play the music. Welcome to another Orbit, a podcast exploring our musical past, present, and future favorites as they unfold. I'm Kalisa. I'm Suzette. And today is our Love Songs episode. So, do we have any dedications to send out right now? Definitely. We're dedicating a song to the queer community, two songs to ourselves, and then uh, a dedication to a twin flame. Here we are. Uh, This should be interesting. Why don't we get the show going? True story. (laughs) No glory. Let's go. Yeah, the old me used to love a Gemini. Like a threesome, fucking with them every night. A lot of two-faced people show me both sides. So I figured out I gotta be my own type. They used to say to get a man, he had to know how to look. They used to say to keep a man, you had to know how to look. The song I will be talking about is Soulmate. I chose that song as one of my love songs because I've observed that most people's definition of a love song would be a song dedicated to someone else. But Lizzo flips the script on that concept and writes you know, a whole love song to herself. I know. It's refreshing to hear a love song that actually celebrates not having to be with someone else uh, to be happy or feel loved. Yeah. You know. Are there, I, I mean, maybe the audience knows because I'm not doing the Google right now, but I wonder if there are other songs that could be interpreted as self-love songs. You yeah, know what I mean? you know like, what? I wondered that too. Yeah, I, I mean, that other too. than I touch myself by yeah, you know exactly. I mean? But that one's might be specifically <laughs> yeah. about masturbation, yeah, 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 not yeah, really yeah. about yeah. self-love. True, true, you know? true, true. Yeah, yeah. But that is maybe one, the audience that is can one. help us yeah. with that. Yeah. No, back to back to Lizzo's song. Yeah. Like that one is. It's really yeah. just focusing yeah. on herself and giving props to herself. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's like a, it's a, a genuinely a love letter to yeah. herself. Exactly. At the Tiny Desk performance, she says, if you can love me, you can love yourself. And in this viral tweet, um, it's by username Pink Rock, Pink Rocktopus. RuPaul's been telling us for years, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Anybody else. And we agreed. But then Lizzo switched it up in her tiny ass desk concert. She said, if you can love me, you can love yourself. And I can't stop thinking about that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, let me tell you a little bit about Lizzo. Right on. Her name is, full name is Melissa Vivian Jefferson. Oh, hello. She began playing flute as a child and she graduated from the University of Houston with a degree in classical flute. Whoa, she has a degree in, in a whole ass instrument. Yes. Yeah. Damn. She apparently started playing it when um when she was a kid. Oh, I wonder where I'd be if I'd like still ha- would have been taking violin le- like Yeah. Huh. Cuz I did violin in school. You played an instrument in school too, right? Something like that, yeah. You did. <laughs> Come on, you did. Yeah, I played tenor saxophone for a couple years in the junior high band, and then I played violin for a couple years in the junior nice, high band. And okay. I always wonder, like, where I'd be right now if I kept playing. Would I be the next Yo-Yo Ma? <laughs> <laughs> Would I be Yanni? Stop! No, stop! Stop! <laughs> no, I kind of wonder that too. Or yeah, well, I guess we all have that, right? Yeah, we all. Yeah, what yeah. if? What yeah. if, but you know, and it's obvious she has natural talent. I mean, I don't know how someone can be that talented, to be yeah. honest. And so as an adult, she moved to, to Minneapolis, Minnesota in 2011. Oh, I know where this is going. Do you though? <laughs> well, yeah, no, you, you do already know. And she formed the chalice. 
who in 2014 featured on the song Boy Trouble on Prince and Third Eye Girl's album Plectrum Electrum. So Whoa. you did know where I was going with that. Yeah. What? Everything goes back to Prince. It's I'm telling six you. Six degrees of mm-hmm. Prince separation. Yep. <laughs> it's supposed to be separation, but it's okay. It works. <laughs> it works. So on working with Prince, Lizzo says the experience was surreal, almost like a fairy tale, and that it was something I will never actually get over. On that note, by the way, I think it's pretty genius and no coincidence that Lizzo's collaboration with with Missy Elliott has a tribute to Prince. You know that opening guitar riff in tempo? Yeah. So is it just me, or is that obviously a reference to the opening guitar riff in When Doves Cry? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right? Oh, I could hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Uh, Let's uh, compare the two. The first clip will be Prince, and the next one will be Yep, yep. I can hear it. Yep, yep. That sounds great. And here's Lozo. genius song by the way it's actually it's my, a good one it's actually my favorite song on on it's her album because i love you yep that fucking beat is fat that beat it's yeah all the rapping all the vocals so are you know are so good are fire yeah two musical geniuses working with each other yeah oh yeah and i put that song on repeat and every single time Lizzo says accessory, I bust. <laughs> yeah, I said up. accessory. <laughs> yeah, said what? I said accessory. Like every yeah. single time, like it gets me. Yeah. No matter how many times I fucking put that song on yeah. repeat. Yeah. Same, same. And speaking of her album, Cause I Love You, that was released this year. Uh huh. Funnily enough, it was released on my birthday. Oh shit! Yeah. So what better, uh, what better love song? What self, better gift? What better song about self love? Yeah. Than to pick one from an album that was released on your birthday. I know. <laughs> That's Coincidences. cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I know. I didn't either. I was like, wait a minute. I was at Costco the day it came out. <laughs> I, I knew exactly where I was when the Lizzo album came out. I was, I was, well, when I first listened to it, I was at Costco. When I first listened to it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, why were you listening to it at Costco? Because I had, I had my headphones in and I was shopping at oh, Costco. Oh, I, I was just like, wait, what? I, was like, <laughs> I just went to all the TVs and put no, it on the YouTube. Know. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? How are you? I just like, I need tempo. Like, yeah. I'm just on the jeans section. I was like, yeah. I was to working yeah. on the jeans. I was like, no, I was like down the books and shit. See, I was confused. I'm like, were you? Yeah, I was like, were you? Did you? Were you drive? Were you in the parking lot? Did you just park? I'm like, why were you like? Creepily enough, Costco does not play music. I'm kind of glad they don't, cause like sometimes. Oh, cause you don't want to hear Michael McDonald every. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, or like really like cringy songs from the 80s yeah. or. I hear you. I hear you. And so I want to end it on a quote from Lizzo, a very relatable quote. And this is a quote from her Instagram in a post from August. Mm -hmm. I take self-love very seriously. And I take it seriously because when I was younger, I wanted to change everything about myself. I didn't love who I was. And the reason I didn't love who I was, because I was told I wasn't lovable by the media, by people at school, by not seeing myself in beauty ads, by not seeing myself in television, by lack of representation. My self-hatred got so bad that I was fantasizing about being other people. 
but you can't live your life trying to be somebody else. What's the point? Oh. <laughs> Standing ovation right there. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I love it. Oh, what a great way to end it. Okay. Yeah. All right. My Sums turn. it up, you know. All right. Here we go. Let's see. My my first love song is a very non-conventional fucking love song. And it is a love song <laughs> that's not a love song by an artist named Mac Miller. And it's called What's the Use? Here's a clip. Whoosh. Whoa, that's hard. Yeah, that's like you fucking hear that. Yeah, heavy. Yup. That's how this song stopped me. I was like, Oh shit! Yeah, no, I was shocked at how funky this was. I was shocked. And um, on the chorus, uh, there is vocals from Sid from the Internet. Oh, um, Snoop Dogg. What? And the bass is done by Thundercat. What? Oh, that's where that funk comes from. Then okay, and now I believe it. Yeah. So Mac was a self-taught musician. He Whoa. taught himself to play piano, drums, and bass by the time he was like six. Holy! He started holy rapping shit. when he was fourteen. Oh my god! Speaking another child fucking genius like Lizzo. Yeah. Um, Mac had his first mixtape release when he was fifteen. By eighteen, he signed and working with Wiz Khalifa. By nineteen, he Damn. released his fifth mixtape. By nineteen, he mixed his fifth. By nineteen, I. I think I had only lost my virginity. That's like the only oh. cool thing I'd done. <laughs> oh and he started rapping when he was 14. Yeah. So in five years, he already had five, five mixtapes. What the f- Okay. The one thing everybody says about this guy, no matter who you ask. Yeah. One, he was always on the pursuit of, of bettering himself. Wow. Okay. Which is no different than what that people have said about Prince. Oh, yeah. I believe like, that's you. How yeah. How he got oh, to yeah. Be the fucking exactly. King. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And. So by the time he died, uh, Mac Miller released five studio albums, two extended plays, two fucking live albums, 13 mixtapes, essentially 40 singles, oh my God. including 13 as a featured artist, and 61 music videos. And what was that? Like, how many years was that, the span of? Four, how much uh, years about span? 11 years. What? Yeah. So So he had, he had like a decades-long career <laughs> yeah, in like yeah. one decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah, he had the fucking resume of a fifty-five-year-old yeah, like, hip-hop artist. Yeah, yeah that is unreal. Yeah, and um, um, on the morning of September seventh, which I think was like eleven or so, uh, at eleven, Miller was found unresponsive in Studio City by his personal assistant Ooh. Sam, who unfortunately also was his drug counselor. So, can you oh, imagine being a drug counselor no. and fucking? Like, yeah. fuck, that broke my heart. I read that in the, that was in the police report that uh, it was um, his assistant, Sam. And he was pronounced dead at the scene by a suspected drug overdose, which I said recently was ruled accidental. So people can stop saying that it was like a suicide and stuff oh, like geez, that. Yeah. Um, Uh, let's see. I don't know. Like, I guess that's where I can. Like, I'm looking. Like, okay, I think that. Test your drugs, people. <laughs> test your fucking drugs. Like, honestly, I think that's that's my biggest PSA. Like, even now nowadays at raves that they have those fentanyl test kits, 
And I'm hoping more pick up that practice because yeah. it's so easy to fucking put that shit in anything. And, <sighs> and and they have some stuff on on Amazon that can test for fentanyl yeah. um, for everything else. It's like a drop and you just take a little little sample of your stuff, put it off to the side, drop a liquid on it. It comes up like different colors and it'll tell you Whoa, what, really? oh, wow, what okay. the substance oh, is. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. <sighs> so test your drugs guys have fun but just be safe like yeah, for real i'm not one of those people that like just because i'm sober somewhat right now um i am smoking uh, a doobie here and there but i but i was sober for a year and i can do it and i was yeah, very you proud need, you don't need to justify uh, it yeah and yeah. also i know what kind of addict i am so yeah i'm, I'm honest about it yeah <clears throat> alcohol is my weakness and i can't i can't i can just never say yes again to that so have fun be safe get out there meet people mingle <laughs> start a podcast there tell me about go. it and i'll listen all right <laughs> susan you're next hey friends editing kaliza here i deleted the original explanation as to why this mac miller song was my chosen love song and to my publico i'm sorry but in post here i can hear how much i'm holding back and I don't want to do I, I, that's that's not fair. So going forward, I promise I will never do that again. If I'm going to talk about something, I'm going to talk about something. Those were that talk. That last talk was in italics. That's how serious I am. So why did I choose this Mac Miller song as my love song? Well, it's a song that I dedicated to myself, to my past self, pre 20. uh summer 2018 Liz that's who I'm dedicating it to um, it, this song came at the perfect time where I lived it I lived the last days of my dark spiral of addiction uh, listening to that song having a great time relating to Mac Miller because we're both addicts and he's singing about getting high and doing a bunch of shit high and um I listened to that song in relation like, yeah, buddy, we're getting high, whatever. So, <laughs> well, in my case, it was drinking, but in his case, it was quite a bit uh, more, a little more serious. But anyway, then, then rehab came and I listened to that song every day for the entire time I was going to rehab, which was a, a while. And um, I listened to it every morning at 7.03 a.m. driving. <laughs> and the first week of rehab, I was crying because of FOMO. I had serious FOMO. Like, I was, I was being torn away from the good times driving myself to rehab. That's how I felt. And uh, then I got to see the other side of that, which was, you know, um, accepting my sobriety. And... Then the song took on a whole different light where I really saw everything for what it was. And that's when my love for Mac Miller went on a whole deeper level. And unfortunately, around that time, that was actually uh, when Mac Miller died himself. So I get a little choked up thinking about it. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that song I dedicate to my past self and I can listen to it now and I can vividly remember all three of those like 
that was the span of a summer, what I just described. And, uh, <sighs> yeah, I don't look back fondly, but I do love this song. And it is there. It is summer 2018, Liz. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's why I chose this song. So I think we're introducing the next song coming up. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Goodbye. Even better. It's so short. Oh, I'm still recording. <laughs> So my next song, surprisingly, is going, I feel, is going to be a little more of a conventional love song. It is Mr. Wazo featuring Charlie XCX, and the song is Hand in the Fire. I love this song. talking about is on the hand in the fire ep released in 2015 this version is quirky pop perfection yes right that's a great way to put it right right yeah. thank you and i feel it's superior to the version on 2016's all wet album agreed yeah that version just sounded like a gritty lo-fi EDM remix yes, of the song. It was. Like, it was. It just, yeah. It was essentially that. It really was. Yeah. It didn't have the pop qualities no. that Charlie XCX Because, yeah, like. it's, it's Charlie XCX's full verse, yeah. chorus, verse, and then yeah. with the unmistakable, like, Wazo production. Yep. Yeah. It was just a total gem. It yeah. Was, and it was definitely something you're not used to from Mr. Wazo. No, no. I mean, yeah, exactly. His stuff's more experimental yeah. it's more like the the album version is was kind of predictable you know what you're right yeah it sounded very it sounded like pure wazo yes. pure yeah like but the, that, and yeah so what was that uh that that version we like what yeah. was it oh it's it's from the ep it's okay. from the hand it's the hand in the fire ep yes. okay. yeah so the and then the official the full album the full, is, the full the official like the full album version. I mean I don't know which version is actually official, but the one is on his album for right. some reason he went with that one, gotcha. which I guess maybe fit more in with the album. I'll say like with the album it you're fit right. more in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because it did me it did mesh better with yeah with the, the whole album. album as a whole. But as That's a standalone true. individual track, it doesn't hold nah, a candle. The EP does it doesn't hold it. a the candle. Good. Okay, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I just found out, by the way, Charlie XCX is also right now collaborating with another artist besides Mr. Wazo, who was featured in our first episode, and that would be Grimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're best buds. I didn't, really? They're I didn't know great that. great buds. Oh, I didn't, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I oh. Whoa, Charlie XCX amazing. knows how to pick those collaborators. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a yeah. good one. That's okay. a, that feels like a natural fit. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah, I guess they're working on what Grimes describes as a psychotic techno song. I cannot wait to hear I it. I want to yeah. hear it. So the reason I chose Hand in the Fire, I don't know, this might sound a little corny, but it gives me, but the song and the video both give me Twin Flame vibes. Uh-huh. And 
Well, it, for for those that will not go Google it, yeah, the twin plane theory is different than soulmate theory. Yes, yeah, it's that they sound yeah. like they're similar. They yeah. sound like they're similar. Yeah, but your twin flame is not your soulmate. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, people might think I'm I've lost my mind or something, but I don't know. It's it's just what I. It's just something really bizarre that I felt that Mr. Wazo is might find out about this podcast and listen to it and listen to what I have to say and be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What and the, the fuck are you theory about? is deeper than a soulmate connection. They say, I feel like it is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it is. And it has less of a chance of working out whatnot, but you know, mm-hmm. that's my interpretation of it. Mr. Wazo, if I offended you with something <laughs> like that, you know, no, sorry, offense, but, sorry but not yeah. sorry, but I don't, yeah, this is just the, connection i personally made yeah made with it and the twin the twin flame theory also has like it's also called like mirrored soul connection yes oh wow like dang you've done your re- soul yeah. connection yeah like there's different yeah le- like w- names and words so you probably are familiar with this yes. theory that we're talking about yes yeah it's just essentially a fucking the twin flame versus soulmate thing is probably up for debate by certain people. Exactly, but. yeah, exactly. You know, it does it reminds me of someone I did have this, like I said, really explosive, unexplainable connection with. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was more than just a spark. I mean, again, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going into levels of kind of corny that, you know, people may not believe. I mean, I <laughs> okay. hardly believe it myself. What but would they call this metaphysical? Is this metaphysical? Probably some kind of mes- yeah. metaphysical shit, you know, yeah. which, you know, you may or may not think is bullshit. That's totally up to up to you, up to yeah. you, you know. But it this is this kind of kind of shit that made me feel like my world was set on fire and uh. I don't I don't usually talk like that, you know. Yeah. And it and it makes me it, You it, don't. No, I don't. I'm yeah. not into that stuff. You're not. You know, I'm not. I'm not you know, I'm wow. not into that stuff. I mean, I'm you know, I'm asexually romantic. Yeah. I don't, that's not Was this relationship I... before or after this song came out? Oh, way I mean like uh more than a decade before oh okay yeah. okay so when you heard the song a decade later you're like wow I like, wait a minute I, then i saw resonates. the video yeah when i saw the video too oh, i was yeah. like whoa okay when uh-huh. there's like yeah two versions of Deeper flat air i was like wow yeah oh, that's wow. why i see what you're that's saying why this goes so deep for me and i feel yeah. a little funny talking about it publicly but you know what i don't care i'm just gonna be my be my my true real yeah. self right now because yeah the song the video it just it reminds me of the escapism I felt with this person. Yeah. You know, how I, we felt like we already knew each other and we're two versions of each other is, you know, is maybe insane as that might sound. Yeah, but no. That's, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, again, I can't really explain it myself, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, why, okay, thank cool. You for, right why, on. Why, why thank you for that. Anything else on uh Yeah. So this song hints at romantic and sexual attraction towards mm-hmm. another person but uh-huh. i like how it isn't specific to gender or sexual orientation you're right yeah you're right mm-hmm. it doesn't mention it doesn't no. mention no gender nope oh i love yeah, that no, even it more doesn't. yeah it doesn't oh that's cool yeah so to me it's more of a song about attraction and connection rather than an actual song about that labels it love, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess attraction and connection is my love type, though it's, you know, it's most likely not going to be sexual or romantic. Right. Okay. So that's, I, I like the ambiguity of that song. Right. I think my favorite love songs are a little more ambiguous in that sense because you can take away your, more of your own personal interpretation yeah. from it. And that's my jam right there. 
Oh. Yeah. And I'm going to end this on a completely different note right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I would like to ask everyone who's listening right now and you, Kaliza, you're welcome to do that. Do this now if you would like. Okay. okay. I would like everyone to Google Mr. Pookie from Even Stevens. Okay. And yes, the Y2K Disney Channel show that starred that started Wait Shia LaBeouf's career. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mr. Pookie? <laughs> Mr. Pookie. I know exactly Ren what you're talking Stevens, about. Uh, yes. Stuffed animal. Yeah. That's even Steven's older sister, cool sister mm -hmm. named Ren. <laughs> okay, where are you going with this? I okay. Know now, I n believe it or not, I'd never seen this show until August of this year. Welcome. Okay, welcome. We you. love you here. <laughs> and when an episode with Mr. Pookie and I I'm typing it right now. Okay. Okay. So I yeah, okay. And when I saw an episode with Mr. Pookie in it, I'm googling it. And right I now. saw Mr. Pookie. Uh-huh. My mind <laughs> did a backflip and it literally felt like a glitch in the matrix. Oh my god. What do you see, Kaliza? I see flat Eric. Right flat uh <laughs> fucking Eric. I was like, no way. So someone on the Even Stevens crew was a flat Eric and possibly Mr. Wazo fan. Yes. That is that blows my mind. Yeah. So I paused the episode on YouTube and immediately Googled the connection between Flat Eric and Mr. Pookie. And I found nothing. What? I found nothing. For those that don't know, Flat Eric is the like mascot of Mr. Wazo, who's yes. appeared in so many different things for Mr. Yes. Wazo. These are yeah. fucking twin flames. Yeah. Two versions of Flat Eric appear in the Hand on the Fire video. Yep, yep, yep. Just oh, to, put, oh, just to yes. clear that up. Yeah. We'll, we'll put that up on our Instagram. Yes, yes. So this is breaking news here. <laughs> Yeah. This is breaking news here. This is. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to be the ones to fucking Exactly. Post it, we're going to so. be the ones making connection. Yeah. And honestly, I wonder if Mr. Wazo is even aware of this. I don't think so. Fair we're going to post it. Yeah. yeah, we'll post it. Maybe we should tweet him. Maybe it'll piss him <laughs> off. Maybe it won't. Maybe he'll tell us to fuck off and block us. Yeah. Or I could or I could tweet the Even Stevens Rink podcast. Uh, oh. oh, I mean, not not that I know anything about an Even Stevens podcast, but Hey, I listen to Frasier podcast, so nobody judge me. Yeah, but Frasier and even Stevens, come on. I know, even Stevens is <laughs> even a great Stevens. show. Okay, I, I know. It. I need to stop being embarrassed about being a 38-year-old who got into that show, okay? Hey, who had there never was a seen it before. Why I was not... watching it in my early 20s, so. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so, maybe. Yeah, okay. Don't feel yeah, bad. But I don't even have that nostalgia, you know? That's true. That's I don't true. even have that nostalgia. I was, I mean, I was, I've never even been like a Shia LaBeouf stan or like anything specific. No, yeah. I just, that. wow, what a, what a weird fucking show. <laughs> All right. Is that, are you, anything else? No, that's, that that's, is how I ended it. That's, we're going we're gonna to end it on Mr. Pookie Fun from fact, Even Steven. Um, to end our, I mean, we have one more love song to go to and it's mine. Fun fact though. Thank you. My childhood nickname is Mr. Pookie. What? No, just kidding. No, don't. It's just Pookie. Well, my brother calls me Pookie. Wait, from the show? No, oh. no, no, no. My brother's called me Pookie since I was a kid. What? But anyway, what? No, but That's yours was a fun fact about an actual Pookie, and Pookie also means crack, crack, crack a pipe. It, I learned about that in school. Mr. Pookie's a crack pipe and a flat Eric <laughs> like doppelganger. That's deep. Oh. Wow. All right, kids. Okay, we're um. All right, my last song is a song called "Take a Walk on the Wild Side." Oh. 
by Lou Reed. Here we go. Here's a clip. Holly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She says, "Hey, babe." Y'all recognize that? that uh, baseline? a tribe called Quest sampled uh, it, uh. and I cannot believe I did not put the two together because this is not the. F I've what? heard "Take a Walk on the Wild Side" so many. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I it's don't your know why. I've favorite heard, song. Yeah, yeah, I've Whoa. heard both songs, and I don't know why cool. I didn't put it together. That's awesome. That's I mean, really it, bizarre. Awesome that we that our little baby show could to, yeah. to play that huh. for you. Yeah. Well, let's t let's keep in mind when this song came out in 1972. Wow. Homosexuality was still classed as a mental illness by the American Psychiatric Association. <sighs> so the contents of the song was you know essentially an act of resistance just by yeah. you know playing yes and also lou reed himself who is the guitarist for the velvet underground if you don't know um he claimed that he was forced to undergo electroconvulsion therapy convuls oh convulsive therapy as a teenager in a bid to quote cure his sexual attraction to other men what he, so he actually went through that that fucking conversion yeah, therapy shit? To, yeah. oh my god Whoa. electro yeah con that's convulsive and therapy. that's yeah. fucking scary yeah i know and that was like so for him Ooh. to go on and write this song yeah oh um, yeah so this song the is Ooh. a love song in my eyes to undercover queer moments hidden in plain sight and it's a love note to all of my own hidden queer moments in my life like it, it really is like all those gay moments i had in the closet and you know in whatever it's like it's a love it's a love a love song to those moments because i was taking a walk on the wild side hell yeah as we will learn now this blows my mind sorry because i i i've heard the song so many times and i never put it together that this is what the song was about i had uh -huh. no idea like there was a deeper meaning uh -huh. oh i'm, gl I'm yeah. glad i'm gonna get okay. to it yeah. yeah so i'm pretty sure i'm i'm a, i'm about you're gonna hit me with some knowledge yeah. right now <laughs> yeah okay. yeah so this song is essentially about four people in the andy warhol world yeah, that were all trans or gay what? or yeah, they all identified with LGBT identities. So it was a song heard hundreds of times by me <laughs> before I knew yeah. what all these See? people in it were. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, and I'm an Andy Warhol fan. Yeah. I just, for some, yeah, wow, all yeah. right. It, it, it wasn't, an, like, obviously I'd heard the Try to Call Quest, but it yes. wasn't until, like, in my 20s that I, like, even listened to Lou Reed. Um, but this also is a love song to the people that inspired the fucking glam rock scene Fuck that yeah. propelled Lou Reed and yeah. David Bowie. So LGBT queer culture fucking funds for the masses again. Fuck yeah. So um, the so like I'm I'm bringing this song into focus for as an argument as a love song for me as well because that note of singing when he's like hey babe, babe take, take a walk, walk on the wild, wild side. side 
it always called to me. Like, even though I didn't know it was queer, I didn't know yeah. it was gay, it always called to me. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Let's go into the song itself. The song was produced by Mr. David Bowie. Wait, it was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm Buds. Okay, cool, guys. Wow. And it was released in 1972. The, hi- the song was a fucking hit despite the taboo topics, which is yeah. trans identities. Yeah. Talking about giving blowjobs. Yeah. Talking about sex work and drugs <clears throat> and doing drugs. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, this song was a fucking filled with taboos yet still fucking rocketed to number one. Number one? No, it did. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I mean, that would have been, been it even did a better. It, it like, didn't it rock to number one. Still, though, it's a really well-known song. <laughs> it went, yeah, it charted. Yeah. Probably 72. I yeah. don't fucking know. But, but it was still yeah. a well, very well-known song. Yeah, yeah. And um, each verse softly sings about one of Andy Warhol's superstars from the factory. Oh. And the first one, um, Holly, yeah. who came from FLA, which is the opening lyric. Yeah. She's a trans actress. Full name, Holly Woodlawn. She fled her native Florida because of relentless bullying because she was... Uh, because people are fucking assholes. Not because uh, she was anything, but because yes, people are they fucking are, assholes yes. and don't know how to mind their business. Uh-huh. Guess what, guys? Yes, they are. Participation is free to mind your own business, okay? For real. Fuck. So she hitchhiked from Florida to Georgia to New York City. Her bus ride from Georgia to New York was transforming, like... She got on the bus, um, Georgia, with her dead name, and by the time she got to New York, she was Hollywood Lawn. Wow. And, you know, I don't know how long of a drive that is, but yeah. I thought that was beautiful. Wow. And so for Lou Reed to, like, put that in a song and, and you know, give her a full verse, like, uh, it's immortalizing. I, I love wow. I love this, this song. And the next public figure that Lou Reed sings about is uh, Candy Darlin'. Oh, <laughs> she came out from the island. I'm not going to fucking. I'm so sorry. I butchered that. I whatever. Candy Darling, who came out from the island. <laughs> Long Island, that is. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry you guys had to hear that. Um, she was the star of two of Andy Warhol films, Flesh and Women in Revolt. And by the time this song came out, she had inspired. Um, she had already inspired a few other songs while oh. Lou Reed was in. The Velvet Underground. Wow. So she was already popping. So okay. whatever. Very cool. Unfortunately, Candy Darling died two years after Walk on the Wild Side came Ooh. out. She died of lymphoma. Oh, my God. However, she had a star-studded funeral. And Julie Newmar. Wow. wow. What? Yeah. She gave her eulogy. Julie Newmar. Imagine that. What? To Wang Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. You know, yeah. But yeah, no, Julie Newmar, the she original Catwoman. Cat yeah. yeah. Gave what? Her eul- gave Candy Darlin her eulogy. What? And also Gloria Swanson. What? From, um, what's that? Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Saluted the actress in one final show of respect. Um, And the next verse is about a figure named Joe. And oh. the Joe I- that is sung about in the song is Joe D'Alessandro. Or Dale, D'Alessandro? Okay. D'Alessandro. And that is an actor plucked off the streets of New York City by Andy Warhol himself to be in his films. Whoa. Okay. So can you imagine, like, you're fucking, you're participating for free, minding <laughs> your own business. Yeah. <clears throat> and some dude with a fucked up ass haircut walks yep. up to you and is like, hey, I want to put you in a movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's what Andy Warhol sounds like. I, I can't actually imitate Andy Warhol. You just have to say, like, yes or no with a straight face a lot. I, mm. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, and Joe D'Alessandro, uh, um, he is the famous crotch on the cover of the Sticky Fingers <gasps> album. What? No shit. By Andy Warhol. I never. Yeah. And that photo was by Andy Warhol, too. Uh-huh. I never. Holy. Yeah. Wow, I never knew anything. Like, I've seen that cover. I just never knew who that was and who shot that. (laughs) I did not know Andy Warhol took that photo. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. And the last uh, figure that Lou Reed sings about is a figure named Jackie. And that's about Jackie Curtis. And she performed a gender-bending fucking nightlife act where she would wear lipstick, bright red hair, glitter, fucking ripped dresses and stockings and it is said that curtis pioneered the combination of trashy and glamour style that created the glam rock scene ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentle them let's give it up for jackie curtis for fucking inspiring david bowie and lou reed and fucking kiss and all those people with their glam rock shit serious so another example to thank your trans elders for inspiring fucking culture Hell yeah. Okay. And <laughs> and that is where I'm gonna um I'm gonna end my little love song there. My little that love notes. Was, that. I learned a lot about like I didn't I'm again, I did not think that song had that many layers. It was I punching never thought that about fucking, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean I mean I always knew the connection with Andy Warhol, but I mm-hmm. didn't I should have expected that, yeah. but I just really, yeah, I just it's, never it's listened to the song closely. It's a queer yeah. moment in fucking baby boomer fucking yeah. playlist. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, it's your dad's favorite fucking jam. Yeah. And it's it's your baby boomer dad fucking yeah. favorite jam. Wow. But it, 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 like I said, it's like an act of resistance just by being played in 1972 re- culture. Seriously. You know, like, I, I love wow. it. And it's, it's an ode to my life because Lord knows... I've been there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And but I love it. It's, wow. it's one of my faves. Hell yeah. And again, that's again, al- another awesome interpretation of a love song. Yeah. Not something expected Thank or predictable you. or stale. It. Yeah. Some, yeah. I really like how love songs have been interpreted in this episode. Oh my God. But <laughs> that's going to conclude our love songs episode. We already started a love songs playlist on our Spotify, but we're going to be sure to add these. Yep. And add a few extra songs that yep. we find lovey-dovey for us. And fit the theme. And again, we're maybe our different various interpretations of love like we did with this yeah. episode. Yeah, definitely. So let's end it there. Let's end let's, it there. Let's say yeah. goodbye. Um, you can find us at otherorbit.com. You can see all our socials there. Um, Facebook, Instagram, tweeters. We're all on there. Another Orbit Pod or other orbit search yeah. both you can find us or head to our website and find all the links to our <laughs> socials how if you if you're that desperate to find us like <laughs> go out of your way otherwise i'd say um write us at hello at otherorbit.com. yeah tell us what your favorite love songs yeah. are or how you Tweet interpret us. love at, yeah. at love as invite us to follow your spotify playlist oh like, yeah yeah or suggestions or anything yeah, yeah let I'd us love to yeah. hear it so yeah totally. okay well, that we're, we're going to end it there. Bye, folks. Bye. <laughs> Tight. We did it. We fucking did it. Okay, that was good. We that was did good. it. That was good. We fucking did it. That was good. <sighs> I know. Whoosh. Feeling hot, hot, hot.
Why do you have to sing that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just. <laughs> Why do you have to sing that? Because it's hot. I know. Because <laughs> okay, it's hot. Ron, play the music. Mm-hmm.